Welcome to this bonus episode of the Activist Insight podcast, where we will be discussing the trends in short selling so far this year. I'm Kieran Paul, and I am joined today by Eleanor O'Donnell, who oversees the editorial content on Activist Insight Shorts. Welcome, Eleanor. Thank you. It's good to be on the podcast. So what has this year been like so far for short selling? So it's been quite a crazy year so far. We've had quite a lot of these kind of so-called meme investors. You know, they've been coming in, they've been trolling short sellers. They're causing short squeezes kind of across the board. And it's contributing to an environment. And they're not the only reason, but they're contributing to an environment that hasn't been the easiest for short selling. But at the same time, there has been, a you know, a good few pockets of overvaluation all over the market. And there are people finding success. I mean, our one week returns data kind of topped records for the first half of this year. But at the same time, while there has been that type of success, I think there's a more careful approach being taken because in that same time, in that first, you know, six months of this year, there have been fewer campaigns launched than we've ever recorded. You know, some of the bigger players like Spruce Point Capital, like White Diamond, they've been launching fewer campaigns. And, and we even saw, you know, Citroen research throwing the towel on public short campaigns completely after they were squeezed out of GameStop at the start of this year. So it's been really crazy. You mentioned these pockets of overvaluation. What's causing them? So I think this year's biggest trends that have spiked those valuations have definitely been, you know, the massive uptick in SPACs and in ESG focused stock because SPACs don't really go through the same rigorous regulation of a traditional initial public offering. So a lot of companies, you know, they've been accused of making these wild predictions that aren't being regulated that then create a frenzy around a stock, push valuations higher, and then those predictions are never really met. And then kind of a similar thing is happening with ESG-focused companies, but over there, a lot of short sellers have accused them of using these big buzzwords to do with things like green energy and things like that, and it sucks unsophisticated traders into the stock and it bumps valuations up to where they probably shouldn't be. What then has been the most popular allegation against companies? Well, this kind of links into what I was saying before, because our statistical analysis report that we produced for the first half of this year showed that 26% of allegations made were of stock promotion. And then just after that, 14% of allegations were of major business fraud. So I think what's happening is in this bull market that we're experiencing and and everyone's excited, sexy stories, you know, are being presented of these companies and investors are getting excited. And again, those promises might never be fulfilled, but the due diligence that investors should be doing just isn't being done. And it would be really good to know the sector that has seen the most campaigns. So this is quite surprising because our half year data report shows that the technology sector has seen the most campaigns in the first half of this year. Um, 37% of you know the campaigns run in the first six months were in technology, which is new for us to see because in the last few years, it's always been healthcare that's kind of seen the most campaigns. But only 12% of the campaigns in the first half of this year were in healthcare, which is obviously compared to the 37% in technology. And again, a lot of the allegations against technology companies were of 
major business fraud or stock promotion or misleading accounting. And I think a big example of that was Plug Power, which is a company, you know, they hope to produce green hydrogen energy. And Kerisdale Capital Management came along and they said, you know, that's a pipe dream. And they said that the aggressive rise in Plug Power's stock price had been because of naive excitement of uninformed investors. And I mean, following then those allegations, Plug Power missed their deadline to file their 2020 annual report twice. Um, which meant that they were rendered non-compliant with the NASDAQ. They did rectify the situation in May, but it looks like the damage has been done to their stock price. And I mean, looking at it, Kerasdale's accusations, they didn't really seem to take effect straight away, but they were kind of made in the end of January. And then since February, the company's share price has just fallen and dropped. I think it's around 56% since Kerasdale made their allegations. So they've made a mark there. So we've covered the sector now with the most campaigns. But what's been the most successful campaign of the year so far? Looking at success, I think if we're looking at it in terms of impact, I would say Hindenburg Research's campaign at Lordstown Motors. So Hindenburg's founder, Nate Anderson, has been doing some really great stuff this year. He's led the fund, you know, to be one of the biggest players, just even in terms of sheer number of campaigns. But Lordstown, which referencing SPACs again, they they were merged into public existence via a SPAC, has definitely been the best campaign so far, I would say, because it was in March that Hindenburg said that Lordstown was misleading investors on its demand production capabilities, but it was producing no revenue and no sellable product. And, you know, the company gave the usual response that Hindenburg was lying and things like that. Um, Um, But I mean, within four months, a shareholder has filed a lawsuit. The company's been flagged as non-compliant with the Nasdaq. The company's flagged its own bankruptcy risk within the next year and said it doesn't have enough money to get its debut pickup truck to market. The CEO and the CFO has resigned and the SEC and the Department of Justice have launched investigations into the company. And that's literally within four months. So I think in terms of impact, that's been the biggest one this year. So that's the first half of the year done and dusted. What can we expect from the rest of 2021? I think kind of as the current craziness of this bull market continues, we can expect the same things um, as the first half of this year. You know, a lot of people think that the current situation will come to an end and the bubbles will burst, but it's kind of impossible to predict when or why that will happen. So I think for now, for the rest of the year, the slow, deliberate moves are going to keep happening in this market that's, you know, is full of high reward but it's very high risk. So it's going to continue to be slow and deliberate. That's it for today's episode. Remember, if you aren't already a subscriber to Activist Insight Shorts, why not get a free trial? Visit our website for more information. Plus, don't forget to get your copy of our half-year review, which is out now. Remember as well to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag ActivistInsightPodcast. And if you want something discussed on a future episode, simply email press at insightia.com. I'm Kieran Paul and my thanks to Eleanor O'Donnell for joining me and of course to you for listening.